Assimilate This, a podcast for players and fans of the Star Trek CCG. And now, here's your host, Daniel Madison. It has been too long, but I am back. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Assimilate This, Episode 9. Uh, thanks, everyone, for your patience while I've been away for a little while, been on a hiatus. Uh, just uh, took a break from podcasting for a while, concentrated on regional season, uh, which just ended. We finished up the regional season, the, the final week, uh, final weekend of regionals. We held a second edition regional championship uh, here in Melbourne, Florida, and... Uh, Thomas Kimura was the winner, uh, taking his uh, his second 2E regional for the season. Um, and we also held our Tribbles regional championship, and the winner of that was one of uh, my local players, Tammy Vitito. So congratulations to TK and to Tammy. So now that regionals is over... Um, continental season is here, and, uh, as you know, uh, European Continentals just happened, uh, and, uh, North American Continentals is coming up, uh, in just a couple of weeks in August at Gen Con in Indianapolis, and I have some news, if you haven't already heard, I'm going to be there, uh, which is really exciting, I can't wait to finally meet everyone I've I've talked to and and played against online and uh, all, all the, such such a diverse group of people from from all different parts of the country I, I've been wanting to meet for some time now so uh, I, I'm really looking forward to it and uh, going to compete in continentals in, in the 2e at least and possibly 1e and definitely tribbles and See if I can get some side events in. I'm going to volunteer for a couple as well. Uh, and might even uh, try to get some interviews in and uh, maybe uh, maybe shoot some video for for the show. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I do want to say thanks to everybody for sticking with me. Uh, like I said, I, I appreciate your patience while I was away for a while. But thanks, everyone, for your support. Uh, those of you that that have been listening to my shows on a regular basis, I really appreciate it. Um, and this time out, I want to thank you for your support with a giveaway. I have a complete set of this year's uh, regional promos. That's the first edition Ferengi Infestation, the second edition Backroom Dealings, and the 100 reverse from Tribbles. Uh, I'm going to give this set away, uh, and if you are interested, here's what you need to do. You can send me... uh, I need you to send me a message uh, and tell me what is your favorite... uh, What is your favorite promo card from this season or this year so far uh that includes the the regional the continentals promos 
uh, or anything from the new tournament series that was that was just released. Uh, send me a message. Let me know what was your favorite. You can either write to me on the Trek CC forums uh, at username OKCoyote, okay or you can follow me on Twitter uh, also at OKCoyote, okay and you can message you can uh, send me a tweet. Uh, on Twitter and uh, use the hashtag assimilate this uh, or you can do both and if you do both then I will consider that two entries and you are allowed two entries if you if you if you do both methods because uh, I, I want to see some people on Twitter if, the, if, if you are on Twitter then uh, you should be following me because I will be uh, providing updates uh, on a regular basis as to when my shows will are, are being put together and when they're getting ready to come out. So if you are not already there, you should definitely be following, following me there at OK Coyote. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, get 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 your messages out. I'll probably give it a week or so and, uh, uh, for entries to, to roll in and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll draw a random winner and somebody will, will win a full set of regionals foils. the 2008 first edition world champion in the continuing committee era playing second edition he has accumulated a total of five regional titles and was a semi-finalist in last year's north american continentals please welcome michael van bremen hi hi michael <laughs> so uh we're, we're looking forward to continentals this year which will be at gen con um First, I wanted to talk a little bit about the regional season that just finished up, and uh, you you won a regional this year, right? I did. I won in Chicago. Um, and I was looking at that event, and uh, it was a pretty big event. I think it was like 15 players. You played five rounds, so uh -huh. uh, it was a pretty uh, impressive victory. Can you uh, tell us what you were running? Um, I was running Maquis with the Consumed Dilemma Pile, basically trying to kill as many people as possible, then return the other ones back into your hand before I kill them with Cascade Virus or any other loveliness, and then prevent you from solving the mission with Biogenic Weapon. Pretty much just being an evil bastard. <laughs> um, I've been lucky so far not to have to face Maquis. Uh, I have seen the Consumed Pile. In fact, I've seen it from you. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I haven't faced that Maquis disruption, uh, slow you down uh, style of play yet. And I, I imagine that's pretty scary when you combine it with the kill pile. Well, I mean, the problem is that you're expending resources more, you're expending more resources than you can, can generally keep up with. You have 
between having a, about half of your people die from a mission attempt to having um, some of the other ones getting returned back to your hand. And then all that worked for nothing because Project Weapon says you can't do this mission. It's just one after another after another, giving the Baki player who has really poor attempts to try and solve missions a time to actually solve those missions. It works really well, especially in match play, simply because you don't need a full win. You just need a win. Right. Um, well, uh, do you have any, uh, any, de- or, any de- um, during the, uh, during the, the regional event, did you, uh, have any players that were particularly tough on you? Any, any type of deck that, uh, you had some trouble with? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say any particular deck, um, pretty much if more, more often than not, people are going to, were kind of knowing what I was going to play after they see the missions and see the size of my double pile. So a lot of them, especially considering I go, we go to Chicago for, uh, you know, every so often, so they're kind of familiar with the fact that I, I like to kill them. So it, I was more kind of worried what when I was told I was going to play against Casey the last round, simply because I thought that Casey would have his DS9 I, I Don't Die to Michael deck, where it's, it's the Sao Paulo... Ezri and Bashir says people don't die. <laughs> um, but other but it was more effective. You know, I was more worried about trying to keep up with the fast with fast players. Like I once I when I knew I was going to play against Chris, and he was playing um, Age of Legendary Civilization as well. I was more worried about that than anything else, simply because my my marquee deck there's a lot of cheap people in it. There was very few people that were expensive, and none of the expensive people ever showed up. So if you put that up, he can put three under, but I'll put like six under, and mm-hmm. that sucks. But all in all, I think I made the right deck choice. It, no one was expecting it, and it slowed everyone down to a crawl. Um. I've played you. I haven't played you very often in two E, but I've played you uh, a few times in in first edition. And the impression that I get of you uh, as a as a deck builder is that you like to experiment. You like to try different things. Oh, good heavens, yes! It's boring to do the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, so yeah. It makes it really hard to make decks for like Gen Con, where I have a I have a notepad of sixteen decks. Of just Tui alone, that drives Amber insane because she doesn't because I can't decide what I want to play. Yeah, because That's, there's just so many options. Like, there's one thing they like about about Tui is the fact that you can win, make a winning deck with every affiliation. It's yes. not. It's it's you might not win with it every single time, but winning decks are available with every affiliation, and you just have to come up with a way to make it work. Some decks are a lot easier to do that with than others. Um, so, like for example, for me, I'm still trying to win with Bajorans. I haven't won a tournament with Bajorans yet, and it's driving me crazy. But I know that it can win. Um, it's just more of I have to make it win that is a tougher one but yeah they can they can get there um that was what i was going to ask you actually is uh when you play second edition do you do you have that uh 
uh, that sense of experimentation? Do you do you like to uh, like some of your first edition decks are can can get on the wacky side? Yes, but so does some of my two, my two e decks as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, most people don't make two e decks that uh, that one person can solve all their missions, or have a Borg deck that only has three Borg in it and solves three missions on one turn. These aren't normal things. This is not the, the inherent design of the game. I am the. I will fully admit I am probably the reason why transport crash survivors exist because <laughs> you don't want. You shouldn't have a game in which a person can solve all missions with one or two people. It's not a good idea. It's risky as all get out, but you shouldn't have the ability for someone to be able to pull that off. Right. And so if. But that doesn't mean I can't try. <laughs> so I mean, you you try to make things that that work, or sometimes work, or should work, but might not always work, because it's just fun to do, and it's it's more you get the that expression on people say saying, "What the hell are you doing? And how did that win?" Usually on the same time, but it's still you, you. You, it's kind of, it's kind of awesome, really. As long as people don't get upset at you for doing it. Um, right. Other than that, I mean, you, I mean, you don't try to do it in, in, inherently to try and be mean to someone. It's more of Goval says I can do this as many times as I want. So sure, I'll get rid of my car, my hand of fourteen cards to give them plus twenty eight attributes. Why not? <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you want someone to have thirty three attributes? on by himself just because he's him it's just nice to do yeah sorry yeah i mean it's i don't i mean it's nice to be able to know the the general gist of how decks are supposed to be played because that way you know kind of what you're going to expect when you sit across the table from someone but it doesn't mean you have to do that just means that you have to know what they're going to do when you can do whatever the heck you want. It's a free game. You can do crazy weird things like playing 50 people in one turn, which I've done in both 1E and 2E. You don't get to do that very often, and there's a reason why those cards are errated. But you, it's kind of fun to be able to pull it off. I, uh, I, I love that you have that kind of mindset. Like there's, you know, three or four thousand, however many cards there are, different cards in the in in the game and you're able to look at them as, as puzzle pieces and find new ways of fitting them together and new, new experiences every time you play. Well, you kind of have to, I mean, you get bored. There's only so many times you can play eight people and then you go attempt missions. It's that's kind of, there's no really any fun in that. I mean, it's more of if you, if you try to find something cool, even if it's something silly, like um, perfect example, uh, symbol of devotion. Uh, it's a one. It's a um, it's an interrupt. No one in their right mind uses. Um, you play this and you put a Kai or Pile or Vic on the bottom of deck. Well, and you download another one. So right. I looked at that and I thought, hey, Kai Apaka, the virtual one. When you play her, you score five points. So you play this, you play her, put her on the bottom of the deck, and download another one, and get another five points. It's really, it's, I mean, it's nice, it's very 
annoying simply because it's she's a four cost person. I mean, it's expensive, but I thought, hey, it could be fun. Let's fly it. Of course, <laughs> really bad against Maquis, who doesn't let you play cards. But that's beside the point. Right. It's just it's just more of the whole. Yeah, I've never seen anyone use it before. Let's try it and see what happens. And that's how you discover things, and exactly trial and error, experimentation. Um, when I play first edition, I sometimes uh, mix up my dilemma combos. Like I, I may take a bunch of standard dilemmas that people expect to see, but I may not necessarily put them in the right places. And sometimes it throws people off, and it'll stop people when they weren't expecting to be, sto- to be stopped. And I've heard this before. I wasn't expecting that to be there. I'm like, well. <laughs> oh, I, I can top that one. Try this. Try doing an all-dual um, dual dilemmas for, for 1E. And just freak your opponent out by just randomly putting cards underneath their deck. Underneath their deck. <laughs> no care. I, I did that at not just regional, but the um, two regionals ago when it was just like four of us. Just because I had no expectation of winning. Because uh, Jordan was going to win. And so I decided, eh, let's have a little fun. So grab 24 dilemmas of all dual, all different. And just randomly put them on his missions. Could and he was trying. Um, he was trying to use a Genesis effect on um, uh, the Sona mission, whatever it's called. And insurrection. Oh, thank you. And yeah, he said dead end. Said I have no idea if dead ends here. <laughs> I know I had one, but what are the chances of it being there? It wasn't. But it was just kind of fun to see the look of respect on his face saying, what are you doing? Because even if you, you know, I, I fully admit, for the most of the online ones for 1E, I was just trying to get for achievements. And so I was just going through as many different achievements as possible. And now that I have most of them, except for the, the TNG ones, now I can actually see, remind myself how dilemmas are supposed to work and then try it out. But I will fully admit, most of the ones in the online tournament, I, I just grab cards and say, ah, let's see what happens with this one. And just kind of just put them together. Yeah. I had somebody do that to me um, a couple weeks ago. Um, in a 1E event, they uh, didn't have a deck ready. And um, actually, I made for them the, the Romulan deck that, uh, that Jay posted just recently on, on, the, on the header. Uh huh. Um, and so it was my friend Tammy. She was running with that deck. Didn't really know how to play it yet. You know, playing it blind. Uh, didn't have dilemma combos set up. She just she goes like I gave her a quick overview of like oh here are the play engines these are the draw engines and we ended up matched up and she, she goes you're gonna love this and she starts shuffling her dilemmas. <laughs> Yeah, the look on your opponent's face when you do it is just <laughs> priceless. She goes, I don't know where to put them, so I'm just going to put them wherever. <laughs> it, it made for a fun game. <laughs> exactly, and that's really the point. I mean, yeah, it's nice to be able to win, you know, and I will fully admit I like winning more than losing, but I'd rather have fun. I mean, there are people that I would love to be able to play simply because they're just fun to play against. Regardless of whether the fact that they blow blow up all my ships or kill all my people, <clears throat> Neil, um, they just it just sort of 
they're just fun to play against. And, you know, you come across from the game, whether you win or lose, and say, I had fun. This is why I played this game. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. to be honest, you know, it's, you know, since, especially since it's left Decipher, you know, it's not like you can do it for a living. It's not a prize-based game. You know, we continue to play because it's a fun game and we enjoy it. Absolutely. I mean, there's a reason why I've I've played Trek in probably over a over a dozen states while lacking the ability to drive. I've played it in Germany three different. Um, now will be my third time this year. I went to Australia to play it. I mean, it wasn't like I was going to get paid for it. I, I went because it was fun, and I have fun doing it, and I will continue to have fun doing it until, you know, until it's either not available anymore or I stop having fun. I don't foresee that happening any time in my lifetime. Okay, so I was looking over, um, like, the lists of uh, some of the top decks, some of the, the ones that were winning regionals, what was... Uh, what seemed to do well this season? Um, you know, your your saw your deck in there. There were a couple of Maki decks. Um, Klingons obviously was the the big winner. Uh, yeah. A few people were running the uh, the Klingon Riker Sword deck, and I think there were a couple of uh, Guidance of the Council decks that that won regionals as well. Um, the Borg did well. I think the Borg always do well when they're when they're played in 2e um starfleet had quite a few wins this year with the uh the delphic samuels build Mm -hmm. um did you see any of these at your regional any of these uh, archetypes Um, it was weird chicago it was nothing it was like all fed it was at least for every game i played against it they were every single person was a fed variation whether it was TOS, TNG, Voyager, etc. Um, uh, most, it was kind of odd because most of the ones that I saw were from other places. There, I didn't get to see a whole lot of of variety. I mean, I, I mean, I see more of them on in online tournaments than I have in in person. Some because Klingons aren't really something that we generally play in iowa mm-hmm. it's kind of odd um not that we have anything against them it's more of we kind, it's kind of boring <laughs> it i mean don't get me wrong it works and if you need it to win a regional uh, you're you can't go wrong with playing on our board um but uh, i played bajorn at here i uh, mike played dominion ben played i think romulan and that was iowa um, most of and Illinois, um, uh, our regional was one with um, Delphic, uh, Delphic Expanse Starfleet, um, and yeah, it yeah. was more of the whole. You, you for Starfleet in particular, it's kind of hard to figure out. They they can win, and they can win regularly, but for whatever reason, they don't have that for lack of a better term, mystique of saying, oh, I'm playing against Starfleet. I'm probably not going to win. Like some might have with Klingon, whether it's Klingon, Riker, or, or Guidance, or against Borg with Quintessence of the Wazoo. 
It's not the um, kind of deck that you sit down, you see the missions laid out, and you get a chill, if, if that's what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Klingon Riker, you know exactly what missions you're going to see. You're yeah. going to see Brute Force, you're going to see Rescue Prisoners, You'll and then the space you'll have a 40-point space mission or planet mission of some kind, mm-hmm. and then you'll have either Provoke Interstellar Incident, if they aren't going for the sword, or Investigate Alien Probe, if they're going for the sword. You know what's what you're going to see. You know what's going to expect, and you have to stop it. Um, guidance, obviously, they're all they're all diplomacy missions. So you know you're going to see Katal, you're going to see guidance, you're going to see Kimtar, you're going to see Korath, and they're going to download and take take a good portion of of, the, of your game playing time to do all this. Yes. There's, and so it's. It, I mean, they'll generally show up more for regionals or for continentals or what have you, simply because you want to win and you have more gameplay control and more reactivity to do what you need to do to your opponent, whether it's to slow them down by killing them by a good dimed all-out war or just downloading, like, unyielding to prevent your people from being stopped from, like, pitching in or anything else that might stop all your people. Mm-hmm. So you don't feel um, Starfleet has that? Starfleet doesn't come, doesn't really get that feel. Starfleet, you have more of, you have to have, for, like, for the non-humans, you have to have Sentinels out as soon as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. And if you do, you're going to have a good time. You don't get them out. You have all these three and four cost people that you really didn't want to spend three or four cost to play right. in your hand. And it just slows you way down. And they don't have, they have Williams to prevent for unstopping, but you're now going to rely, have to rely on, the future enterprise and either Lorian or Karen Archer to pull you through at three and four cost respectively, simply because you don't have Samuels to get them out for one or two cost. Right. Yeah, that's that is a significant problem with the deck is is it's a speed deck, and if you can't get to Samuels, then you lose the speed. Um, and so like it can it can do well if you're meta is unprepared for it or if you just have some lucky draws you know uh and so we it it can win a few you know, it, it can and has won but uh it can just as easily crash and burn i've i've played it a couple times and gone both both ways with it mm-hmm, exactly and for some people they are probably fine with making a deck that does that they're they're going to say we put our faith in samuels and sometimes that faith is rewarded, and sometimes you are smacked down with an ugly stick. There's, there, it kind of goes both ways. And granted, dilemma piles can be tempered around to make sure that you have a better chance of, of slowing them down, just like any other affiliation. But it's not as easy. You're pitching ins are going to generally play for four cost same thing with ominous presence so all the not the species stuff doesn't work like it would against borg or against klingons um you don't inherently have a leadership 
a true leadership person, but there's always Devella and getting rid of your hand through any number of different ways. So your skill gaining is inherent is there based off of Devella alone. And while they do have some skill issues, currently smacks them around and says, ah, um, they they aren't inherently bad. They're just not as, um, I guess the, the main issue with them is they aren't as attribute friendly as Klingons who have inherently seven or eight strength or Borg that have people that automatically boost them up just by being in, in life. Right. So they don't, they don't have that. They the don't best have, one I can think of is Enterprise J. Yeah, so does everyone else. Exactly. There's, and generally speaking, they might do one. They'll do Eliminate Sphere Network because it's a Delphic Expanse mission. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that says, ooh, I'm, I'm Starfleet, therefore I get this extra boost. They, they don't have that. So most of their people are sixes or maybe a seven from DePaul or Lorien or things like that. But generally speaking, they aren't as attribute-friendly as some of the other affiliations, so they can get... So you might be able to manually stop a few the same number of people, but because they aren't as in attribute and friendly, you're going to get away with a stop with a mission solve uh, prevent rather than a mission solve like you would against Klingons or Borg. Um, one of the uh, one of the other affiliations I wanted to mention, um, Corbin on one of his. Uh, one of his uh, Long Journey Home podcasts, Corbin made a prediction that uh, Relativity would win a regional by the end of the season. And he was right. Yes. It won a regional. Mm-hmm. And it won day one and, and Europeans. Did it? I haven't really gone over that. Uh, actually, no, no, I did, I did see that. Yeah, it did win day one. Uh, mm-hmm. Relativity... Uh, has been pretty widely played and it's done fairly well in most of the events that it's played in, but it's only won once, but it's come close many times. Yes. Um, and, uh, it's sort of supplanted Voyager this year because Voyager didn't really get anywhere. No, it, it really didn't. And, I think a lot of it is because of relativity. It's you have some of the same characteristics, but you don't have to. The thing is, you don't have to wait till turn two to play your ship. You can play your ship on turn one with relativity. Yep. And that's helpful immediately. Plus, the ship only costs a zilch, as opposed to six. Granted, you get the you get the two Voyager people, but still, it's. You're still it. You're not really getting the same benefit out of it. Granted, relativity is a lot harder to staff, but you can staff it. You can you can have it staff even if you're, um, and then move it to an opponent's headquarters if you're afraid of being blown up mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Whereas you try to deal with the Voyager deck, unless you're playing against Borg, you now can't report people anymore, and that sucks. <laughs> So, yeah, I, and a lot of it with relativity is also the fact that you can get, you can have, you can still have your chuckles. You can still have your Chakotay, your revised Chakotay. You yeah. can have original thinker. 
you can have a five cost data that now only costs one. You have a lot more, a lot more choices for hindrance to make sure that, oh, I kill someone who costs three or more. Oh, wait, I can play them back at, because of my triple transporters, and it costs me nothing, really. I mean, that, I mean, hindrance and relativity is just, is just yummy. You, it gives you an extra, at least an extra turn, probably for each mission attempt that you, that they're going to make mm-hmm. after the first one, simply because you you get three more, and you're not really there's no real you know bad thing that happens for it because you can get them back. It's granted if you have to caught, then that's something different. But you still you you can you can work around that. And I think because of all of that, I would rather play relativity than I would Voyager. There's it Voyager is almost slow in comparison. Especially considering most of the people that are good for Voyager are three cost or four cost, and there aren't that many cheap Voyager people as opposed to cheap universal five skill or four skill people for relativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd rather have that. So there's a. I mean, I would. I would. Well, I'm not surprised that Voyager wasn't played as much as relativity. Um. Simply because relativity has a lot more easy advantages than you might have with Voyager. I think relativity was uh, uh, being being well. First, being the newest thing out there, uh, I think it was an attractive draw for a lot of players uh, because of uh, the the easily noticeable advantages: the zero cost ship. Uh, Cheap personnel. Oh, you know their their personnel are like one and two cost. The ones that came came with them in the set. Uh, being able to pull people out of your discard pile. Be, being able to pull um, other Federation factions out of your discard pile and play them. And being able to reuse personnel after after they've been killed. You know, I. It's like. It's like a an old. Uh, it's a plot point. It's it's a hole in a lot of uh, time travel stories where people say, "Well, you failed. Why can't you just go back and try again?" Well, you kind of can with with relativity. That's the whole point. You're a time traveler. Go back, get them again, do it again. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, first time that Amber played relativity, she went up against against the consumed kill pile, and it really didn't phase her at all because, well, sure, people died. But they came right back, yeah. <laughs> like, and was like, what was the point? Why, 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 why kill these people when they just come back and live? And you know, you don't have, you don't get that, that yeah. more finality that you would against other affiliations because you, there you, when you kill for like a TNG person, they stay dead more often than they would if they're in relativity. So, right, this one. Relativity is like a minor inconvenience. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, but, much, I mean, it's much better for it to have them go back into their deck or, um, or you know, stop them with moral choice if they don't have, you know, Chakotay out or things like that than it is to kill them. They don't – it doesn't really hurt them. But you pull off an, a legendary civilization on them and they don't like you very much. No. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, especially if you got rid of Data and and Janeway, they they become sads very quickly. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not uh, the the deck's not it's not without its issues. That that's true. Like uh, they do have some skill gaps, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's I mean, there's there's dangers uh, just. Just by playing in a in a no headquarters environment, you know, there's there's some built-in dangers with that. But uh, uh, yeah, they they were played a lot, I think, just because they were new and people wanted a chance to try and break them. And uh, I don't know. Moving on, I don't know. I don't know how much more we see of them uh, unless they get uh, unless they get given a little bit of help. Like I said, they, I, I think they need a couple more people. Uh, mm-hmm. to Especially fill someone with medical, that would be helpful. Certainly, because they only have two. Yeah, yeah, uh, Crusher and um, yeah, revised doctor. Right, right, yeah, revised doctor. Yeah, so that yeah. that's a big one right there. Um, mm-hmm. So they they can they can be good, but I don't think they're quite there. But uh, it, I'm excited to see if they get handed some more some more stuff if if they can be improved upon. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Gen Con is coming up. That's uh, August 14th to. Or fifteenth to fifteenth to the eighteenth. Fifteenth to eighteenth, yes. Yeah, fifteenth is my dad's birthday, so yeah, we're easy to that remember. <laughs> so coming up very soon uh, in Indianapolis, and that is the home of North American Continental Championships for every format of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going. Yes. And you have a regional win, so you have an earned buy for two E. Yep. Which will be cool. Uh, yes. I, I've got one as well, and I, I plan on making use of it. <laughs> Although mine was handed down. <laughs> Doesn't matter if it's handed down or not. A buy is a buy, and you get the same points regardless. I will take it. <laughs> so uh, this year, um, coming into Gen Con, uh, is there uh, anything you're expecting to see? Anything you... Uh, you think players should try to tech against? Um, for day one or day two, because they're two completely different animals. Well, you know what? Let's let's talk about that, because like I've never been to Gen Con and uh, or, or you know a big tournament like that that actually splits into day two, and you know it's very possible that a lot of uh, listeners have not. So like, what what do you feel is the uh, the difference between environments then? Okay. Uh, day one is all about full wins. You, it's not. It's a lot more painful for you to get a mod win than a full um, in a in a day one format, simply because you're trying to get as many victory points as humanly possible. So you you are far more inclined to see people that are playing solvers. Um, granted, you might see killing the lone piles and in some incidental. Uh, battle and things like that, but you are far less likely to see that than you would uh, in day two. 
day one, you're, you would not be surprised to see cadets, to see two mission wins, to see um, Klingon Riker, things that don't take a lot of time as you would in day two. Day two, since it doesn't matter whether it's a full win or a mod win, you just have to get you just have to win best two out of three. Assuming that's what's being done this year, which I believe it is, mm-hmm. um, you can, you will far or more likely to see lockout decks like Maquis, um, Romulan, Farsi, and Eyes, um, uh, Borg assimilators, um, things like that. So because you don't care as much if you get a full win or if you win five nothing you still win and therefore that counts right right so so uh day one there's more of a priority towards speed oh yes definitely um where you're trying you're basically trying to get done before they do it's not as much of a necessarily a environment where you're going to try and get a mod win you don't want that you right. want a full win and if that means you go for uh, just try to basically get a two mission win quickly with as fast as humanly possible with, with whether it's cadets or anything else you're going to farm you're far more likely to see that than you would uh enter and a deck that focuses on interaction Gotcha, and, and and day two will be a little more uh, interactive, and that's where you see uh, some of those horror story decks that we we've we already talked about, where someone will sit down with uh, with Borg or Maki disruption. Yeah, exactly. Where I will I will then I, I picture Ivan Drago from Rocky Four. I will break you, <laughs> that sort of thing, because you you want to. You want to basically do that. You don't want them to to solve anything um, or get any points or anything like that because every point counts in in match play. But you also aren't you're trying to basically prevent them from from solving a mission. You all another thing you you would more likely to see would be a no win situation. Because oh, I play I play one dilemma. Oh, you now have to stop five people, you know that sort of thing. Because that sort of thing, granted, they're extremely expensive to play, but and you probably won't get a full win if you're doing it right. But at the same time, they aren't going to solve a mission <laughs> very likely, especially if you use like something like Shran to take that dilemma you played back. That sort of thing. So there's a lot of it's in a way it's a lot like playing two different games of 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 Star Trek, especially more so I would think in in two E than one E because one E you can you pretty much play the same type of deck for both formats. Actually, no wait, one E there is no day two, so that's why it doesn't matter. Um, so for something like that, you for one e it's you're more likely to play a the 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 type of deck that you would see in a day one for two e. You're going to see a, you're going to see more likely to play a solver, maybe some incidents of battle 
you know, like a TOS battle deck. Right. Like, oh, I play all these cheap people. I try to solve missions. Oh, you went out and you didn't solve and you got a damage icon on you? Okay, we'll go over there and blow you up instead. Um, that way... Where, where, it's it's not, uh, where it's not the focus of the deck. Not not the primary focus, but like a secondary focus. Like, oh, since you happen to be in that position, I'll come over and take a pot shot and that'll slow you down. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas, oh, you can't fly back to your mission, your headquarters. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> here, here, here's a hug, or you know, something like that. It's your, but it wouldn't be something like, oh, I'm gonna go play a battle deck because I I think that it will win. It probably will win, but at the same time, you pro, my, are far more likely to not get a full win. And that's not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't devote too much of your focus to battle because uh, you still got to solve missions and you still have an hour to do it. Exactly. Um, you uh, this this year the uh, day two of the two E continentals are overlapping with one E continentals. Uh, if you don't happen to make day two, will you be playing in one e? If I don't happen to be making in the day two, I will be playing one e. Yes, I think that's going to be my plan as well. Um, but if I do make day two, then yes, I will be in day two. Yeah. I, I will not be playing in one e. Yeah, I'll that's... have a deck for it, and I'll play it in and other side events. But I will, I I would rather play 2e than 1e mm -hmm. for a day two that's that's my plan too because like i i'm been doing pretty well with 2e lately and and you know well i i i, I think yeah if, if i were to make day two like i would want to go for it i have no idea what i would play but <laughs> i would certainly try try to go for it so yeah yeah and for point. me it's more of I, as strange as it sounds, I, even though I don't feel like I, I, I really am a world champion of any kind because I just happen to win like three or three games or so in a row or four games in a row or whatever. Um, I have never gotten beyond uh, eighth in uh, best two out of three format. Um, so that's kind of a a sticking point and i blame i blame all hoskins in the universe for this <laughs> but um but i i there are certain goals that i have and i granted i even though we were still in top eight last year i still want to be in the top four if not higher this year mm -hmm. and if long as i don't play neil who tries to make my gimmick deck sad i i hopefully will do better <laughs> Fair enough. Um, are there any uh, any side events there that you want to check out while you're up there? Or anything else? Or even non-Trek-related uh, stuff you're going to be looking forward to while you're at Gen Con? Uh, quite frankly, I've only ever done Trek. Um, I'm, I'm a very strange person. This is the only card game I have ever played. I've yeah. never played any other... I've never played Magic, uh, except for you know demos for when people have shown me how to play it. Um, I've, I've, I even for, I never played Star Wars, never played Lord of the Rings, I never played Legend of the Five Rings. I, I have, there are so many card games in existence that I like. Oh, 
that's a card game. Um, great. I, I don't play it, but that's awesome. <laughs> um, I, I only play this, and I try to play as much Trek as humanly possible in four days. And that's kind of what I come for. <laughs> yeah. To, okay. is to play and play against people I haven't played before. It's one of the re- one of the things that I'm actually most proud of more than anything is the fact that I've played more different people than anyone else in Star Trek. I uh, in 2E I have like over 160 different people. Wow. And that to me is 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 the thing that I you know I haven't played as many games as other people. I play against more different people than anyone else and I so when that achievement came out for for 50 different people or things like that, mm-hmm. that is why that, among all these little icon things I can put next to my name, that is why that's the one I use because that was the one that I am most proud of. That's um, Is that Socialite? Yes. I think I've got that one. I think I had that one for a while. I've just been going with whatever badge I've earned. The, the most recent is the one I have by my name. <laughs> But that's yeah. Because I, I, I'm looking at mine now. I have I have, I have Chancellor, Adventurer, Explorer, Architect, Contender, Socialite, Prophet, and Trailblazer. But I'm still going to stick with Socialite. It I, makes I sense. Really want the I, I want the one that gives for a hundred different people. I, yeah. If it was retroactive, I would have it. But I, I don't have that yet. But I want it before anyone else does. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe that's been earned yet. Since it has uh, not, since I'm, I'm looking at it right now, and no, it has not been put, gotten by anyone. And I like to keep it that way until I get it. Uh, it it's very possible that uh, you might be the first. <laughs> um, you going to Worlds this year? Yes, we already have the plane tickets in the hotel. Nice, nice. Uh, Oh yeah, um, Amber's actually uh, lived in Germany for a number of years, so we're going to spend a couple extra days over there and um, go around. One of the days is for her haunts, and another day is for the zoo, because every place we go, we always go to a zoo, and and we have one that we haven't been there yet, so we're going to do that. But yes, it's our my third trip to Germany, her second. Um, as far as playing track is concerned, third. oh, third for track. That's right. Um, okay, so actually, I've won four times, and you've been three. Okay, I'm old and senile. Um, but yeah, we are definitely looking forward to it immensely. Did you Did you go to Worlds the last time I was in Germany? It was there once yes. before, right? Yep, 2010. We were there. Nice. Yes, we got to to witness the flies. The the very strangeness that is the beer meister in in <laughs> europe which is strangely enough i think it was more strange in germany than in australia but australia it was more of you were trying to herd a bunch of drunk people onto buses and that and trying not to get people kicked off of buses and arrested in the process so yeah it's kind of a it's kind of a weird mix and but no concussions. I, if we can have one thing for the this year, I'd like to have there be no concussions, if at all possible. I, I, I hope that's a worthy goal. Sounds like they're going to be doing a Beermeister at Gen Con. They're, they're talking about it. I will not be taking part of that because I don't, <laughs> I don't drink. But, I uh, don't know why. 
if I'm not if I'm not busy, if I happen to be free whenever they uh, whenever they do it, I I may stand and watch and laugh at people. It is fun. <laughs> I will fully admit it is fun watching drunk Star Trek. Um, uh, it is a absolute delight, um, especially if tequila is involved. Oh, but um, yeah, I I can't drink. I fall asleep, and that's not much fun. Uh, I and also I, I'm a very bad Dutch person that way. I, I have to save time for Austin Powers. Yes, <laughs> and I I have cards for that as well. Oh, are you going? <laughs> I it depends on how tired I am. Uh, yeah. If if I if I do like awesome in day two, I will probably spend that time to try and sleep. But <laughs> if not, I will probably be there if I have cap fare. <laughs> uh, yeah, my uh, uh, my friend Sean O'Reilly is actually the one running it this year, and mm-hmm. he's kind of local and uh, around here, and that he's he's from Tampa, so he he comes to a lot of our events so like he personally invited me he's like now that you're going to gen con he's like i would really like it if you came and played austin powers and i'm like oh god <laughs> yes and i gave in i say, bought some of the cards <laughs> oh yeah and if you didn't he would have been more than happy to, to loan you anything that made you happy and he will ask you what type of what type of cards what type of characters make you happy and he'll have a deck for it um, and he's asked every year, and if I have the cards with me and I'm not exhausted, I usually go over and play. Okay. I've never done well at it ever, but that's okay. It's more of you get to watch the other people, because after all, they're always, always after after Sean's lucky lucky charms. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's probably the the one side event that's not Star Trek that that I'll end up doing. I, I haven't even looked at the schedule to see what else is is on the docket. So yeah, it takes I'll just be me playing a lot of track. The book and like I, I've tried. I thought about it, like you know maybe I, I look one year if you know, and then I changed my mind. Um, it's not that I don't like playing games. It's like. I'd rather play games that I brought cards for. I don't want to pay buy anything. I don't want to have to, exactly. you know, learn a game and play at the same time. I yeah. do that at home. Yeah. <laughs> I don't there are, there I, are I games that I'm sure I'm there that are sure are there that I know how to play, but I don't know how to play well. <laughs> yeah. And so, what's the point to me? <laughs> exactly. I'd rather go play games that I know how to play, so it's I can focus more on the enjoying factor than to the learning process, which I am a bad learner of games. I just just say, uh, I, I play now. I don't, I don't read books. I don't read rules. I play now. You tell me if I, when I've done something wrong. Mm-hmm. I just want to play. And so <laughs> that's how I have to play it. I, if, I, if people give me like a 10, 5, 10-minute 10 explanation of rules, I, I get tired and sleepy, and I don't want to play. So I'm, I'm kind of lazy that way. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think I'm uh, about ready to wrap up. Uh, want to thank you, Michael, for uh, talking with me today. I'm looking forward to Gen Con. Uh, looking forward to meeting you there. I Absolutely. I I haven't met too many people in person outside of you know haven't met anybody outside of Florida. So uh, my first Gen Con experience. I'm I'm really looking forward to. Uh, meeting all the guys that come out to these, these big events every year and uh, seeing people that I've been talking to and playing online. 
Absolutely. It is a, it is a treat. Uh, before, for the longest time, the only time I could play was when I went to big tournaments and like, oh, I know you. I've never seen you before, but I know who you are. Mm-hmm. And you just, it's like an instant connection. And it's one of the things that, with the exception of one year, I've gone to Gen Con since 99. And because it's one of the things I look forward to every year. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm hoping to make it a tradition, especially with, uh, they've announced uh, it will be Worlds, the site of Worlds next year. Yep. Um, my, my son wants to come with me next year, so maybe we can make that happen. <laughs> well, I hope you can. Yeah, definitely. All right, uh, Michael, thanks so much. You're quite welcome. Thank you for having me. guest Michael Van Riemen for his time today. Also thanks to Hot Fiction for their awesome theme song. Special thanks as always to Corbin Johnson, Thomas Kimura, and Allison Cagle. Uh, don't forget, as I said before, to follow me on Twitter at OKCoyote and uh, send me a message. Let me know who you'd like to hear on the show. Uh, I'll be back soon with another episode of Assimilate This, but until next time, this is Daniel Madison, ending transmission. Star Trek in all forms is copyright and trademark of CBS Paramount Studios, which has no affiliation with this podcast or trekcc.org. This podcast is for nonprofit use only. Special thanks to Hot Fiction for their theme song, Started Off, as well as additional music used during the show. Look them up at hotfiction.co.uk. Thanks also to Corbin Johnson for production assistance. For questions or comments, send a message to OKCoyote on the Trek CC forums. Until next time, this is Allison Cable signing off for Assimilate This. The rain in Spain stays mainly in the plain.